When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Mary Beth Carty is a multi-instrumentalist singer from Nova Scotia, Canada. Her Celtic roots and family history run deep, and her music is steeped in Canadian Celtic folk, trad, and world genres. Her second solo CD is called Crossing the Causeway and is available now. Mary Beth is my guest on this next edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about her new album and her Canadian Celtic music roots. Hi, Mary Beth. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Greg. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us this afternoon. You are in Nova Scotia, is that right? This is true. I'm in Nova Scotia, Canada, Anaganish, to be precise. And say that again, the last part? Um, Anaganish is the name of my town. It's often pronounced wrong, but Anaganish. Anaganish. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, Anaganish. It's uh, it's the word comes from a language native to here, Mi'kmaq, um, which is since a few weeks actually, it's the official language of Nova Scotia. So that's really cool. And okay, that's cool. That's something new I didn't know. And and how, what did you call the language? It's Mi'kmaq. Mi'kmaq. Is that uh, yeah. native uh, uh, to what what group of people? Yeah, um, it's the people are also called Mi'kmaq in their own language, Olnu, like the people, and um, it's all through Maine and even down a little bit in Massachusetts, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI, and in parts of Quebec. Uh, that's sort of the Mi'kmaq territory. So, yeah, these days often at public events and things, there will be like a land acknowledgement where... Um, so yeah, I'll give a land acknowledgement at the beginning of this interview. I'm doing this interview from unceded Mi'kmaq territory in Anaganish, Nova Scotia. Okay, that's cool. Also known as also known as Mi'kmaq. <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. Um, is is that been home for you your whole life? Most of my life. I mean, I was born and raised here. Um, I spent about six years of my life living in Quebec City, which was an amazing place to live. It's one of the oldest cities in North America, and uh, that was kind of where I I learned my French. I, I my French wasn't too good when I moved there, and mm. it was uh, a real a real immersion experience. What is the um your your music? You sing that I I presume in French. On your recording music? French also. Yeah, French, English, and I do sing some songs in the language of my ancestors who came over from northern Scotland, the Highlands, uh, 
Scottish Gaelic. Okay. So, yeah, I sing yeah. in that language as well. What is your roots for getting you started in music? What, what's your exposure uh, influences? What what got you started in singing and playing music? That's a great question. I think, uh, like, my mother loves to sing, so I think even while I was in the womb, I was really uh, based in music because my mother is literally always singing, you know, wherever uh-huh. she goes. She's at the gro- grocery store, at the <laughs> mall, or <laughs> at some big box store. Like, if you, if you lo- like, when I was a kid, if I would lose sight of her, then you could always hear her, like, a few aisles down. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's how I got started, really. Um, uh, but then from there, definitely, I... I kind of like to ham it up as a kid and sing when we had visitors over. Um, And as a teenager, I taught myself to play the guitar and the mandolin, the bass. I I played bass in my high school band. And and I think it was like when I was 19 or 20, I picked up the accordion. So um, that's that's probably my main instrument these days. yeah, guitar and accordion is what I mostly play on stage these days. Is the music culture in Nova Scotia similar to other regions of Canada? Is it is it exclusive to itself in some way? How how is it? How how are the different regions compared to what you sing? That's, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I I know different people would answer this question differently. But um, having having toured a lot throughout Canada, I feel like we do have a lot of common common elements, like from province to province. Like definitely, uh, there's the golden age of the fiddle for sure, and that's mm-hmm. no different in the United States. Right. Like that's there was a time before television when the dance hall culture was the popular culture of the day, and that's just how people met each other and mm-hmm. how like couples got together and things so i think that's common throughout that would have been common throughout canada at uh at that time even up into the north uh, mm-hmm. uh the the accordion was even really popular still is really the button accordion is still really popular up in northern canada the territories and mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. but um that's a great question I, I i always look for the common elements so yeah. i'm gonna stick with that answer <laughs> <laughs> um so when you when you move out of Nova Scotia in in touring, um, are are you bringing a different sound? Um, you know, I, I guess I'm trying to think. In the United States, we've got Appalachian yeah. music, and we've got bluegrass music, and we've got Americana and folk and roots, and yeah. you know, and it's it's sort of uh, specific to certain regions of the country, um, and so you can kind mm-hmm. of tell if. if if a band comes from California and they're playing California bluegrass, you can kind of tell here in Virginia that that they have a a, a California influence. Can you can you dis, uh, distinguish if if you were to go into yeah. Toronto, could somebody tell that you were bringing music from Nova Scotia? Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree that there would be that element of uniqueness to the culture here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Nova Scotia is Latin for New Scotland. And about 200 years ago, there was like thousands, like tens of thousands of, I will, I would say, refugees who came from Scotland. And um, my ancestors, that's that's how they came to hmm, okay. Nova, 
Nova Scotia to North America. And with them, of course, they brought their language and culture, which sure. for people like me, it's it's still alive today. And like, a lot of our music has a very strong Scottish influence. So, yeah, it's got that dance music um, feel, but also there's all those laments that are really poignant as mm-hmm. well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm heading, I'm heading to, uh, I'm heading, and then of course, like as I said at the beginning of the interview, we we do have our Mi'kmaq uh, p- uh, people and culture here with all the dances and uh, um, all the music and the melodies that go along with that culture, which are being revived now. Like, And I think the similarity between the Scottish and the Mi'kmaq culture is that both were very suppressed for a time mm. where people were not allowed to speak their language. Same thing like with my ancestors, they weren't allowed to speak uh, Gaelic at school. They were like, you know, they would take the fiddles away and the music and the dancing was sort of mm. banned for a time. And mm-hmm. same, same thing for the Mi'kmaq. There was a time when, like, if you there's this instrument, percussion instrument called the jigamahan, and those would have been and taken away. So the Mi'kmaq people would hide them in with the kindling because they looked wow. like just simple pieces of wood. Uh-huh. But so we do share that sort of um, that uh, marginalized element. But um, there's one musician who's on my new album and who I do play with also in his band as a side musician by the name of Morgan Tony and um he and I and um another uh, another musician on my album uh, Bradley Murphy we're three artists who like to kind of combine mm. those two cultures mm-hmm. and kind of make something unique out of it so it's definitely unique in that you might not find something like this in Scotland or any other place in Canada because of that sort of um, uh, combination of of marginalized cultures coming together to maybe yeah. create something new. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, is this a full-time yeah. pursuit for you? It has been uh, through most of my life. Um, at, the to- at this moment in time, I do have a day job as a music teacher at the local Acadian school. Okay. So yeah. I'm the music teacher, grade primary to grade nine, and it's all the classes are in French, and we do a lot of uh, world music as well. So yeah. it's it's pretty fun for now, yeah. So it's still full-time. It's just a different, uh, it has a different look to it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. still music, right? Yeah, right, right. Um, so you have a new album Crossing the Causeway, and that's your second, is that correct? That's right. That's my second solo album, and okay. I do also have two albums with a duo that I used to play with called Bet and Wallet. So in a way, I have four, but yeah, as a solo artist, two albums, two okay. full-length albums. And and I yeah. think if I read the uh, material correctly, you, you got some pretty good accolades with the first one, right? It, it got some good traction in different places? Yeah, I got some. I got nominated at the East Coast Music Awards, which yeah, is a awesome. really prestigious event here on the East Coast of Canada. So I'm pretty excited when that came through, and uh, I got some invitations to perform as far away as the Democratic Republic of Congo and uh, <laughs> Rwanda, which was the most amazing trip ever. Yeah! Wow, that's really cool. Uh, in the first one, and then in the new one, is it? Uh, all original, mostly original. What, what, where, where's your music coming from? 
Yeah, um, great question. Um, the first album is mostly original. Um, yeah, it's a lot of the songs are in French, two original songs in English as well, including the song Anthony, which um, is pretty fun. Um, and that song and that album has a real almost klezmer French cafe, Eastern European kind of a sound. Hmm. Um, yeah. And this new album. So, yeah, the first album I is, has a French name. It's Les Bien or I, I just call it the Red Album hmm. in English because uh, the cover's red. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and there's there's two trad songs on there, traditional songs, and that's a, and since I released that album, a lot of what I was doing was uh, performing with other fiddle players and artists that do traditional music, and a lot of time I was playing for people visiting Nova Scotia, so hmm. a lot of... Uh, tourists, and I was living in Cape Breton for a couple of years, which is a major tourist destination. It's an incredible island uh, with a really unique culture. Um, so during that time, I was trying to represent a lot of traditional, like older songs that mm -hmm. I was gathering from the ar the archives. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. so on this latest album, I do a lot of that material because I kind of wanted to, you know, like a record, it's a record, you want a record of what you were playing live. So, right, sure. so that's what I did. I uh, recorded a bunch of those and then put, there's three original songs. Maybe I composed a couple of instrumental tunes that are on there and yeah, it's the new album Crossing the Causeway is sort of a mixed bag like that. There's two, also two covers on there by uh, songwriters from Cape Breton. So um, it was a good time to make and of, yeah, there's 14 tracks on there, and it's it's, uh, it's cohesive, but also there's a lot of variety. Yeah, okay. When you write your original songs, do you have a process? Uh, is there some? Do you have a corner or closet, or how do how do you uh, how do you find your rhythm when you when you want to create a new song? That's a great question. Um, lately, I've been keeping a little notebook with album or sorry with song title ideas because mm -hmm. you know it's kind of good to start with a feeling and then kind of a chorus idea and then from there figure out what you want to say in the song like the my favorite original song on the new album is called blueberry mountain and that song actually stemmed like the melody came to me in a dream mm. And uh, and from there, I just had this idea of blueberries. I was given the theme of rebirth by um, this radio show was commissioning uh, 21 artists in 2021 hmm. to write a song and kind of uh, inspired by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And the theme they had given me was rebirth. So I was just thinking about blueberries and how they... Um, really thrive after a fire mm. and mm -hmm. I was just also thinking of world events I like my first two albums with Bette and Wallet that duo I, I was talking about a lot of the songs on those albums are political so I am also very inspired by world events when mm -hmm. I'm writing so on that Blueberry Mountain song in the chorus just the, I sing fire um, under control and I was thinking yeah it was around it was early 2021 when I wrote that, but I was thinking about all the forest fires that had happened in California in 2020. Right. So that was kind of 
a tribute to that and all that um, that uh, sadness and destruction, but of some that idea of rebirth and something maybe good coming out of it mm-hmm. in a personal way, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that inspires me, like, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, yeah. It's always I just got to keep that notebook with the ideas, so that if I don't have time to like sit down and write the song, at least I have a record, and you know, yeah, a record of sure. the idea there in my little notebook. So it sounds like you get you get words almost before you get music. Yeah, like a phrase or yeah, okay. I think that whole my whole first album was just inspired by a conversation with someone. Like I was a very flamboyant dresser at this time. It was like maybe 10 years ago <laughs> and uh someone I, there was like a discussion about a halloween costume like it kind of looked like i was looking around in a halloween i was wearing uh, probably actual i was probably wearing an actual halloween costume of a top hat that i got you know probably and anyways and i would dress it up with like uh-huh. headbands and, and I'd decorate it and like this is this is my attire so it's no wonder that, but yeah, that was just like a conversation. Someone right, said right. it's your Halloween costume, okay. your everyday Halloween costume. And I was like, okay, just like that just sparked the whole idea for that whole yeah. first album. Wow. Okay. I, I find it interesting. Every artist that I talk to um, almost seems like there's a different process um, for coming to what the final product might be uh, you know just the other day I was talking to somebody and they they get a melody and they they get a guitar and they put the melody down and then they put words to the melody so it's almost kind of sounds like it's almost opposite of of your approach which is interesting how it doesn't really matter how you start or how you create it you know it it always comes out like a song so <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah yeah and that's the me being a multi-instrumentalist sometimes I'm like well what what instrument do I even play this on? Cause it's really based around the melody. Yeah. Sometimes I'll sing it with no instrument for a while. Like I, I play this percussion instrument called the bone and a lot of songs that I've been writing lately. It's just like the stomp with the bones. And huh. That's cool. Just, yeah. Yeah. So are you, do you tour outside? You mentioned traveling through uh, into different parts of Canada. Do you, uh, do you travel into the States? Do you travel into other parts of the world with your music? Yeah, um, in my over the course of my career, I've been really lucky to to have, like, uh, when I was with my duo, Bet and Wallet, we toured in France about five times. We had a bit of a production uh, booking team over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since I've gone solo, uh, I have had the chance to tour in Austria with uh, this production booking team called uh, yeah, this crazy guy, Dietmar Hasselinger, Hassi. He does these Celtic caravan tours. So, yeah, good times there. Throughout Canada, I've been solo with uh, before the pandemic. There were these home roots tours where it was like two-week house concert tour of mm some part of rural Canada. So um, I think the last time I did that tour, I was touring rural northern Saskatchewan mm. and Manitoba in, in February. Wow. So I would fly up there, rent a car, and drive around to these crazy remote locations like Flin Flon, Thompson, Snow Lake. And mm. it was fascinating, amazing. I lo- loved it. Like imagine driving to your gig and seeing a uh, dog sled team on the side of the road like that's 
how awe inspiring that tour was. But, uh, and I'm heading to Vancouver next week actually to play as part of Morgan Tony, Morgan Tony's band. So Uh that is pretty exciting. That's cool. Yeah. Coast to coast. Yeah. So the album. But but as far as the States, you were asking about the States. I should answer that part of your question. All right. I haven't toured in the States per se, but I used to perform on board uh, Holland America and Norwegian Cruise Lines. So oh, I neat. would um, perform for American audiences on those ships. Yeah. Um, and I do have family in the States, so I'll often go down just to visit them, but um, haven't had the chance to actually tour there, but do love playing for American audiences. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. That's cool. So, Crossing the Causeway is the new album, and it's out, correct? People can find it? Yep, it's up um, on all the streaming services, Bandcamp, and uh, there's more info on my website, marybethcurdy.com. And do you have things planned out? How far? Like, will you be um, taking it out into some new tours, new parts of of uh, some sort of tour that you've put together for this? Yeah, that's a really... Um, I should hire you as my uh, ideas guy because I'm really uh, I'm going like uh, kind of week by week okay. with this. Um, but I uh, yeah I have some shows coming up in March in April, but and uh, I really need to get a release a proper tour together. But I'm looking at signing with uh, a booking agent. I just uh you have to get around to having a lawyer to look at the contract with me right this is not something i should be saying in an interview but it's like you know you're doing what you can as an independent artist sure to get all your ducks in a row so it's like i'm just taking it one day at a time and giving myself some grace as i go along with it but i do love performing live so much so i would really like to get a tour together for the fall because um that's the reason I do this, yeah. you know, to share, to share. Well, so, I, yeah. I appreciate you being honest about the answer. I think um, I, I'm, I'm making some, uh, uh, maybe making some leaps with this statement, but I think a lot of the people that listen to the show um, love music, but don't necessarily always know what it takes to make it happen. And um, there's a lot that goes on uh, in an artist's life before they hit the stage. Uh, or the living room, or the cruise ship, or whatever that may be, um, that looks a lot like going to the office every day. And those parts of that need yeah. to be handled as well in order for you to be able to do what you do. So it's 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 helpful that people know what that part, what those parts look like. Oh, thanks for understanding, Greg. <laughs> yeah, if you went into my house right now, you would see the living room floor wash with envelopes. Um, doing kind of a bit of a radio campaign, sending out uh, records to um, people who do like to, to have the physical copy in hand. Right, right. So if anyone's listening to this who has a radio show, give me a shout. I'm happy to send along. Um, <laughs> there you go. I'm happy to send it along, yeah. And, so- and just anyone in general, like even if you don't have a radio show, I do have this... Uh, um, if you go to my website and sign up for my mailing list, I'll send you four um, songs. And one of them is this song that's really, um, what's the word, appropriate for this moment in time. It's called Aliens Are Nice. And yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, A.K.A. Kind of the balloon song? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
I wrote it like 15 years ago, but for yeah. some reason it really makes sense now. But yeah, right. it fits with the zeitgeist of the time, if you will. Yeah, that's cool. So on that note, how can people find you? Uh, what's the best way to reach out and uh, listen to your music? What's the website? How do you like to communicate? Yeah, um, so my name, again, is Mary Beth Cardi, no hyphen, capital D, Cardi, C-A-R-T-Y. <laughs> so, yeah, you can just Google my name. Um, you'll find my website, marybethcardi.com. I'm on Spotify, Apple, all Shazam, all, all the things, all the things, Bandcamp, and I would love to connect. So um, if you feel like sending me a message, I'm also on Twitter and Facebook and all those places, Instagram, Mary Beth Curry. Stompin' Mary is my handle, actually, at Stompin' Mary. But I hope you'll give it a listen. And, uh, like, I really believe in the therapeutic qualities of, of music, and I try to um, instill that into my music, whether it's, like, picking you up on a kind of gray day and making you dance or, like, helping you feel your feelings with a tearjerker yeah. of a song. Like, <laughs> I like to run the gamut. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Go to, go there for some music therapy. <laughs> well, thank you, Mary Beth. It's been fun. Enjoyed talking to you and getting to know more about Nova Scotia and, and your music, and we wish you the best with it. Thanks so much, Greg. It's been a pleasure, and uh, take care. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.